Guys, support the Noob Spiro podcast by shopping with today's sponsor, spearfishing.com.au. That's right, you can use the code Noob Spiro and save $20 on all purchases over $200. If you're looking for that next spear gun or wetsuit, then spearfishing.com.au has got a huge range of equipment for you to go and check out. There's good reviews on there about everything from booties to budgie smugglers, so enjoy and get hold of something good. If you live here in Australia, check out Adreno's physical stores in Melbourne, Sydney or Brisbane and join over 60 underwater experts to get advice about everything you need for equipment. Thank you for shopping with our sponsor, spearfishing.com.au and supporting the Noob Sparrow podcast. Guys, 99 tips to get better at spearfishing. Have you got hold of a copy yet? I know I have. I love it. And Turbo's mum has too. She said in her review, <laughs> actionable information to improve my spearfishing. I never could have started without this book. Thank you, Shrek and Turbo. You're my heroes. God, thanks, Mum. Gosh, she's always in my corner. 99 tips to get better at spearfishing, available on Amazon.com. G'day and welcome to the Noob Sparrow podcast. Today we have a cracking episode on dealing with seasickness. That's right, 101 on dealing and preventing seasickness. Uh, it's a great episode and uh, it's dear to my heart. I've had uh, plenty of days where I've been uh, curled up on the bottom of the boat in a pool of vomit. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a problem that affects a lot of Spiros out there, and well, more than I thought anyway. And after writing a couple of blog posts on it, uh, yeah, we had a lot of traffic on that post and a lot of people commenting. So uh, yeah, it's, it's quite prevalent. So hopefully you get something out of this episode and uh, you can help yourself from preventing seasickness in the future and shoot a few more fish instead of lying on the bottom of the boat in a pool of vomit. Now, moving on, I just got a few shout outs I wanna put out there and say thank you to a few people. So I wanna say thank you to Spearfishing International on Insta, thanks guys for resharing a few of our posts and getting that uh, that buddy system safety posts that we uh, put up out there and uh, that's a great message and uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, I just wanna say thanks to Pat Dwyer, our sound producer. Uh, he's doing a great job, thanks Pat, uh, for all the work that you put in on the episode. Ryan Brown for uh, ratting me out at work and uh, letting everyone know that we have a book out. Uh, you had great fun with that. Thanks, buddy. And a couple of Freyers. So Freya Langham, she was the winner of the Penetrator Noob Spiro Blades uh, competition, the freediving blades. Um, she's been sending us a few photos from Tanzania, so she's getting stuck into her freediving all around the world. Excellent. Keep the photos coming in, Freya. They're awesome. And Freya Coaches, she's helping me out with... Uh, my uh, chicken legs so um, thanks Freya um, you've got a lot of work ahead of you so without further ado let's get into the show and we'll throw it over to Shrek I wanted to share awesome experiences that you can have when you are in the water and that's why I started spearfishing. I just clamped down on the reel and got drugged down to about 50 feet and I'd never had a battle like that before in my life. So when you're learning where to hunt and find fish, near the hot spots is where fish want to be. Don't overcomplicate your gear, don't go diving dressed up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I actually started off in stubbies with a bloody belt with a pig knife on it. And they've seen this big fin break the surface, roll into the water, look down, here's this nice big Great <laughs> Once your face hits the water and you feel relaxed and all the other stresses of life seem to disappear. It's a whole new world and it's mysterious, it's magical. Beats the shit out of knitting anyway. Oh yeah. G'day guys, welcome to Noob Spiro's 101 Guide to Preventing Seasickness. Now this 
podcast comes from an article on the noobspiro.com website. It's been quite popular since we started the site. It's been probably one of the first bits of good advice we had up on the site and a lot of people have commented on it. In fact, someone from the BBC, a reporter actually reached out to us for some comments on another article she was writing about motion sickness. So, yeah, so Turbo, how did you get started writing a guide to seasickness, overcoming seasickness? Yeah, well, basically, as you know, I get seasick really badly. So anytime we go out and it's uh, 15 knots and it's more than a metre of swell, I end up on all fours on the deck or, like, haunched over the gunwale, vomiting. And if I'm not doing that, I'm diving, coming up, vomiting, trying to do a breathe up whilst not vomiting, and then diving again and not diving well and the other thing the other problem i had was if you do take a lot of the seasickness pills they are actually i don't dive very well on them i get really um lethargic and sort of um yeah drowsy so yeah i needed to come up with a way to address it and i yeah thought that it might affect other people yeah you've been asking me for a while how to put on weight because it's something i'm an expert at and uh look First, first things first, you've got to stop spewing up. You've got to hold your KFC down, buddy. So let's hook into it. Let's give some of these tips away that you have written in your article. So here, I love this quote. Here's what I do to avoid becoming a chunder cannon. Good stuff. Right, tip number one. Yeah, so even before you go out, if you know you're prone to seasickness, I keep a really good eye on the weather forecast, um, you know, a few days out. And if it's going to be really, really rough, I don't even bother going. I just, yeah, give it a miss because basically you're just potentially going to have a really bad time and annoy everybody. So, you know, that's if it's really bad. That's at the extreme end. Before we started, you mentioned seasick pills. Uh, Tip number two is take your seasick pills early. Um, What seasick pills have you taken? What have you found to be effective? And what have you found to probably cause you more drowsiness than others so at the top of my list for effectiveness is avamine or avamine whatever you want to call it um i find that one i take those and well maybe just one of those and i don't get seasick at all like we just we just did the coral sea trip to cato reef in sort of three and a half four meters of swell and i just took those for i think the 24 hours that it took or whatever it took to get out to that reef and um yeah didn't once get seasick but they do; they can make you really, really drowsy. So be careful with those. There's the other two popular brands are Quells and Travel Calm. And I think they have a similar active ingredient, and uh, yeah, they will make you drowsy as well. And do not take them with alcohol. God, that is a big one. Trust me. I think Daniel Mann said he gets pretty sideways on those. So, <laughs> so it says it says in your tip, uh, take your seasick pills early. They work better if you take them a couple of hours earlier. They don't work at all if you can't keep them down. So that's pretty cool. Right, tip number three. Tip number three. Get your suit on and gear up before you get on the boat. Seriously, it's better to do this in flat water. There's nothing worse than having, like being buried in your dive bag, trying to get booties, socks, and wetsuits on while you're rocking or you're sitting on that rocking horse. Like it will make you so sick. Like a fisherman will say it as well. Like rigging up, doing their tying their lines. It's when they get seasick. So best to be completely rigged up and ready to go. And uh, that's really good too because it means that you're you, you're ready to be the first person in the water when you pull up at the spot. And uh, tip number four, uh, to prevent seasickness, stay at the stern of the boat. So talking about a planing hull, why would we stay at the stern? 
Yeah, like when you're traveling, like that's the like seems to be the best ride in the boat. But um, yeah, and I think a big bigger boat's probably midships, probably better and nice and low. And uh, if you've got two stroke, if you've got a two stroke engine, smelly old two stroke, that'll make you really. That'll just compound the seasickness. So yeah, best to stay out of the stream of, of two stroke smoke as well. Cool. So stay at the stern unless it's a two stroke, and that way you can sort of uh, not only prevent seasickness but look after your spine as well. It's a good point. All right. Tip number five. Get in the water as quickly as you can. Now, you do this disgracefully and unapologetically. Uh, you race to beat our skipper in J-Lo, who is renowned for gearing up in lightning time. Uh, no man can gear up faster than that man. So how did you sort of come come to this tip? Yeah, so this follows on from um, gearing up on the boat. So, like, the longer, the, the longer you're on the rocking horse... The, the quicker you're going to get sick. So just like, you know, make like a woman at a uh, Myers Boxing Day sale and just like push, you know, like <laughs> just part the crowds and just get over the side as quick as you can, head in the water, start your breathe up, get somebody to throw you a gun. Even if you get in without your gun, just get your gun thrown into you and then just get into diving and concentrate on your diving and uh, leave boaty duties to someone that is, you know, of – Made of tougher stuff. Yeah, that's good, right. So your tip number six, you don't even believe in, but you have put it in there just for, because everyone else sort of says to do it. Uh, what's tip number six? Yeah, it's an oldie. Um, they say, look look at the horizon or look at land. Um, it never really worked for me. Uh, apparently it's something to do with your balance or whatever, but yeah, everybody says to do it. So there it is. You can give it a go. It doesn't work for me. I would still back getting in the water as quick as possible and seasick pills overlooking at the horizon. Actually, having said that though, in terms of, though I don't think looking at the horizon works, what doesn't work is being in a cabin or like a confined space, like on a little cuddy cab boat. That's much worse. It is, it is better to look at the horizon, but I don't think it's, you know, yeah, cool. I did a, went away and did a little bit of research, and uh, Khalid wrote a academic article in 2011 about motion sickness, and he says that like part of the science or the physiology, the physiological reasons behind seasickness is like an internal conflict um, from your like a disparity between your brain and your nervous system, where your body actually is confused as to where the vertical plane is. So I can see why perhaps focusing on a fixed point could help you to sort of find your zero point again, I guess, and maybe help your body tune in. But I don't know. I don't get seasick. So, or well, very, very, very seldom anyway. I've got lots of empathy for you. I love it. Number seven, this is a good one for you too. Stay positive and try not to focus on getting sick. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, it's pretty self-explanatory, but thank you. <laughs> no, no, it, uh, yeah, this one is, this, I think sometimes you can work yourself into seasickness. And uh, I know that Shrek is, loves this one because he's actually done some academic research on this. So over to you, Shrek, tell us all about your research on this one. Yeah, I was telling someone the other day, they did a, like a, they took these Israeli na naval cadets <laughs> they took a group of them, like they might have been, say, I can't remember what the exact sample size, but there might have been 40 of them, right? They divided them into two groups that were going out on the exact same type of vessel and the exact same weather conditions. And they told one half of the group that they were all going to get badly seasick. Not one of them would probably make it out of the boat trip without being sick. It was just terrible conditions. 
The other half that went out on the exact same type of boat on the exact same type of weather conditions, they told them, look guys, the conditions are perfect today. Uh, if one of you guys gets sick, there's probably something wrong with you. It's very uncommon. And uh, they sent these two boats out. The guys came in. And on the first boat, where they told them they were all going to get sick, 70% of them were all bit quite badly seasick and, and, and nauseous. The second boat, where they told them they were all going to be fine, remarkably, a very low percentage. I think it was as low as maybe 20% of those guys were actually seasick. So there is something to be said for how positive you are and your mindset about seasickness. Although it's easy to say that, it's quite hard to change sort of your internal dialogue, if you like, or about what you think, whether you're going to get seasick or not. So not an easy one to change, but there's something in it anyway. So, yeah, number tip number eight, Brown, what do you got there? So learn the early signs of getting sick. Um, for me, I start to get uh, a bit gassy and I start burping, and uh, I know straight away it's on, it's coming. And I've usually got about half an hour before I can sort of um, – Come good. So if, if that's happening, go on a damage control, get in the water. I mean, if you have to take some seasick pills because you do have a little bit of time, so take your seasick pills, get in the water. I've done that and staved off seasickness. But, um, yeah, they're, they're the early warning signs for me. That's good. Tip number nine, uh, you've said refrain from getting on the fire water the night before. Um, some of the research sort of supports that. They say it says avoid anything that will affect your circulation. So caffeine, um, anything that sort of will, will alter your, 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 your pulse, if you like, your circulation. Um, so there is something to that. And, and probably drinking alcohol makes you dehydrated as well. Although some people have commented before that if you're out at sea and you're feeling a little bit seasick, like it's a rough journey, and you start drinking rum, it, it can solve your problems. What's your take on that? Look, I'm not going to encourage everyone to go drinking when they're seasick, but I will say this. I have been at sea in, at times when I would get seasick, but I have been drinking beers and not gotten seasick, and not just on one occasion. So I would not be surprised if there's something in it. Whether it's distraction or whatever, I have no idea, but yeah, I'd say there is definitely something in that. And I'm not the only one to say it. I told you guys Turbo was authoritative about seasickness. If one man, you know, knows drinking on boats, it's him. So look, tip number ten, it's a good one. Tough it out. A profound lack of empathy for yourself there, Turbo. What's the rest of the tip? Um, the rest of the tip, well, toughing it out. I've had, I've had good days and bad days of trying to tough it out. But um, no, but seriously, I've, I've seen on like longer trips, if I just like start to cut the seasick pills, I will kind of start getting over my seasickness. And uh, there's been other days when I have just straight up vomited and come good. So I've done that a, few, a couple of times in a row and, and sort of, yeah, I don't know. I think if you're going out more, if you're going to go out regularly, I think, yeah, start to try and tough it out and, and you should be fine. All right, we've had some follow-on interaction with our community and lots of guys have had opinions about how to prevent seasickness. Um, one thing that the academic research did support was if you have a homegrown seasick remedy and you believe that it will work, then there's a good chance that it will. Uh, so this sort of further confirms the, the psychological ramifications, if you like, to seasickness. So there, there's, a, there's a good example here. Uh, Chinese medicine have uh, these Chinese medical entrepreneurs have invented a bracelet 
um, that is not scientifically proven to uh, eliminate or reduce seasickness. However, in clinical trials, for no apparent scientific reason apart from these people's belief in, in this remedy, it reduced seasickness. So, uh, good example. Um, that that was written in a academic journal in the Archives of Medical Science in uh, 2005. So, you can check out all of this stuff online if you if you don't believe me. Uh, another sort of homegrown remedy that one of our audience recommended. His name is Paul Berry. He swears by ginger beer. Now, this was sort of echoed by a few other people as well. Um, so I don't know how much to believe, but these guys swear by it, so you've got to sort of take their word for it. So what else uh, in the way of sort of remedies have you heard? Yeah, really for me only the ginger thing, ginger lollies, dried, oh, dried ginger, actual ginger, and ginger beer apparently is all the go. Okay, over on the Florida Spearfishing Facebook page, uh, a couple of guys recommended transderm scopolamine patches uh, you put these things behind your ears and apparently they take away the urge to oral burly as you put it that's very graceful i like that <laughs> um another bloke mentioned zofran again like any of these drugs only take them in consultation with um, professional medical advice however there's a few options there or, or for you to discuss with your physician apparently here in australia there is a helpline called 1300 csic Doug Peterson, a former guest and author of uh, a few different books on uh, that are available on Amazon.com, he's written a book called the PMAV Manual, where he has, because he's a dentist by trade, he's found a method to manually do something to yourself, to manipulate something in your soft palate, I believe, to stop yourself from being seasick. Uh, I have not tried the method the book is up on amazon though that's called the pmav manual so um yeah we also interviewed simon tripp in the early days and we asked him for some remedies for seasickness and uh he he had a good laugh with us anyway because he used to experience it himself so you can tune into that episode way back in the day as well anything else for seasickness turbo just enjoy it don't don't worry your mates are not going to be sympathetic i i I don't think I've had one single mate that's been sympathetic yet. So um, if you're going to get seasick, you're pretty much on your own. Yeah, cool. I had a little couple of parting comments. Um, one was keep up your fluids. Uh, it's very easy to get dehydrated when you start spewing up. And uh, maybe lay lay off on the KFC, um, but definitely keep up the water. That's, that's what he told me anyway. Uh, that's about it for me. Thanks for uh, listening to today's 101 Preventing Seasickness with Shrek and Turbo. Guys, we have one pair left of the Noob Spiro Penetrator Composite Freediving Fins left in stock. They're in, uh, they're in soft. These are soft. I love the soft. And they're retailing for $320. Penetrator got some exciting things happening at the moment. They've uh, moved to new branding and uh, a, new, a new finish on their blades and they look absolutely amazing. But the new blades will be a little bit more expensive at $365. So if you would love to get your hands on a pair of the old blades for $320, uh, get in contact with us at the show at noobspiro.com, either shrek at noobspiro.com or turbo at noobspiro.com. Or alternatively, get in contact with Larry directly at admin at penetratorfins.com.
guys. Today we are joined with Simon Tripp. You might remember him from 001 Noob Sparrow Podcast. He was one of the first guys to actually give in and uh, come on the show when Turbo and I were just starting out. So thanks for joining us today, Simon. He is one of the uh, prominent members of the Sydney-based spearfishing club, San Susi Dolphins. He's going to talk with us briefly about some of the benefits for joining a spearfishing club in your area. G'day, Simon. G'day, Shrek. Thanks, mate. Um Okay, so I've got three points on uh, why you should join a club and the benefits of them. Uh, firstly, they're just an endless source of information, everything from safety uh, to uh, fish ID, skill sets, responsible fishing, and it's a great way to meet like-minded people. Um, and being around like-minded people, your spearfishing just improves. Um, you'll go from an absolute beginner, uh, you'll start spearing a few fish in quantity, then you'll become more selective. You'll target pelagics and great reef fish. Before you know it, you're traveling everywhere, up and down the coast or overseas uh, with your mates from your club, uh, through contacts from other clubs. And uh, before you know it, you can be an ambassador for the sport, which leads us to my third point, where by joining the club, um, you've just strengthened the associations that are in Australia. And by strengthening the associations, you're preserving your right to spearfish. We look after your access. And uh, that's all important because without having safe places to spear, um, we wouldn't be able to do what we love. Uh, So I just think a lot of people don't realise what clubs and the association like the USFA does uh, in looking after your own backyard. Um, We need the numbers to continue to lobby the bureaucrats, the fisheries departments, and in an endless battle with the green. Cool. So if, if guys want to find out maybe a little bit more about joining a club, is there a website you'd point them to? Uh, yeah, definitely. So usfa.org.au, um, and you can scroll down. There's clubs everywhere in, in New South Wales. We're predominantly New South Wales. Um, there's a Darwin club and there's a Queensland club as well, links there. Um, my club's the San Susi Dolphins. We meet at Chifley at the South Sydney Amateur Fishermen's Association, uh, it's in Macquarie and Hastings streets there, third Tuesday of the month from 7.30pm. Come along. It's, it's free to come along. Free barbie. Got to pay for the rum and cokes. That's it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, meet the guys. Anywhere from 20 to 60 guys are there a meeting. Awesome. So San Susi Dolphins in Sydney and you guys come under the banner of USFA. What does that stand for again? Okay. So they're Underwater Spear Fishermen's and Fishermen's Association. Yeah, awesome. So, guys, um, I mean, we've heard it from Simon today, but there's spearfishing clubs all over the world. Wherever you are in the world, there's probably a spearfishing club. And if there's not, jump on Facey. I'm sure you'll find a group of good guys in your area. Start one. All right, cheers for that, Simon. Thanks for joining us today. Cheers. Thanks, Rex. Thanks, Turbo. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you got something out of it. If you are a sufferer of seasickness, I hope this will help you to go spearfishing and not be sick in the boat every time you go. Um, some of these tips have helped me, and I really hope it helps you too because it's absolutely horrible being out there when everyone's shooting fish and you're on deck uh, vomiting over the side of the boat. So 
Anyway, that was today's episode. Our next episode is with Ted Harty, and it's all about freediving, and it's all about equalization, and we know that's a major problem for a lot of guys out there, so we contacted Ted. Um, Ted's one of the best in the business, and he's gonna, he talks to us all about uh, good uh, equalization techniques, what you might be doing wrong, what you can do to improve, and he explains the different types of equalization. This is a very technical part of diving, and it's one that's very, very important to know how to do and how to do well. So. Uh, Fortunately for us, Ted was nice enough to talk to us, and uh, if you listen to this episode, you'll find out pretty quick he's an authority on this, and uh, he's the guy that you want to be listening to uh, when improving your technique for equalization. So it's an absolute cracker, and I look forward to bringing that one out for you. It's coming out in a couple of weeks, so look forward to that one. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I hope you get some fish soon, and I hope you're not seasick next time you go out. Cheers for listening. Look. If you are seriously interested in becoming better at spearfishing, then go over to Amazon.com, get your hands on an ebook that Turbo and I have written. Yeah, that's right, guys. We have put pen to paper and we've come up with 99 tips to get better at spearfishing. That's right. Head over to Amazon.com and leave us a review because the only people to review the book so far were Levi's mum and my mum. So 99 tips to get better at spearfishing. Thank you. Thanks to our mums, to our two favourite ladies. Yeah, thanks for listening today, guys. <laughs> Shrek, why don't you tell our listeners how they can save some money on spearfishing gear? Well, Adreno have partnered up with Noob Spiro to offer listeners $20 off all purchases over 200 bucks. And how do they take advantage of this deal, mate? Uh, listeners can use the code Noob Spiro at checkout online at spearfishing.com.au or they can use it in-store at the Brisbane or Sydney stores. Excellent. And that code is Noob Spiro. That's right, Noob Spiro. Noob Spiro.